Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by StonehillWealthManagement.com. Today, Philip talks about improving the value of your balance sheet. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, brought to you by Stonehill Wealth Management, helping individuals and businesses grow their net worth. Uh, and wealthbuildingmadesimple.us, which is the resource where I post my most up-to-date thoughts about the changing world and markets and how to make sure you are on the right side of progress. Because if you're not, um, it's going to affect your balance sheet. So, which leads into the topic for today. We're talking about uh, improving the value of your balance sheet. And so, our balance sheet is made up of assets and liabilities, right? And most people know that, right? A balance sheet is assets and liabilities. And what are assets? Assets are things that add income. So, that might be ordinary income, dividends, interest, appreciation. Liabilities are things that subtract income. And in order to build wealth, you got to have your total income increasing in purchasing power relative to your cost of living. And I'm going to cover like what that means in more detail in a second. But I like to use like what I call like a modified balance sheet, which includes like employment income and lifestyle expenses. Because when you're thinking about your total wealth, right, income source is is the biggest part of it. Uh, and if your income source is is not increasing with purchasing power, it creates a problem at the core of you of your balance sheet, you know, because you need your income to be able to add to um, the assets in in your balance sheet. So I like to to think of it in there. And then and again, your lifestyle expenses, which are separate from like interest payments and debts, um, you know, can are like liabilities because you. you you built them into like your experience. And so um, the cool thing about those is they can be managed to create more, um, you know, more net income um, to go to assets in your balance sheet. But I use like a modified balance sheet approach when I think about the overall financial picture, but purchasing power is what our money can buy. And it's always changing um, in relation to, Lots of economic factors, right? So it may be like how much money is created by uh, regular central, regular, regular banks, central banks policy, economic activity in our country, uh, economic activity in other countries, right? But but purchasing power is like is separate from inflation. Most like for a while, I even associated purchasing power with inflation, but but inflation is a is a factor that affects purchasing power, but is not purchasing power because purchasing power is at the core of what I just said, how, how much of what your money can buy. And so there's a compilation effect that affect that. But I like to think of purchasing power as um, the rate of change, right? Or 
the speed of progress, right? That's a that's a better understanding of it, right? So, and and the rate of change experience is is different based on like which currency you're measuring it in. So, if you're measuring in dollars, there's going to be one rate of change, right? If you're if you're measuring it in the Japanese yen, right? There's a, there's another rate of change, right? Uh, and it also depends on like what are you buying? Because if you're if you're buying if you if you ha- if you have U.S. dollars and you're buying U.S. goods and services, that's one rate. If you're uh, if you're having U.S. dollars and you're buying Japanese goods and services or Chinese goods and services, right? In in their currency, that's another thing. So all of those are are, are factors that as a, as Americans we're going to have to think about. Because if you're if you're outside of America, you've had to think about this because the dollar is like the global reserve currency. So you've had to think in relative terms to the dollar, right? Um, uh, corporations, multinational corporations definitely have to think about it. But now individual investors are going to have to think about it because th- th- the world is globalizing and technology is leveling the playing field for everybody, which means um, we, we're not going to have privilege by just living in America. So you have to think about purchasing power rate because and, and I'll get into more of that in a second but um think about think about progress like a rising tide right the it, I'm reminded of like Noah's Ark story right and I and a lot of times I feel like I, when I'm talking about technology and trends right Noah telling everybody the flood is coming right the flood is coming and you and, and let me let me tell a story so Noah if you don't know the story is Noah back in the day was telling the people in his community Hey man, listen, like it's a flood coming. I'm building a boat so that when the flood comes, like we can survive, right? I would recommend you guys help so that we can build a boat big enough for all of us to survive. And everybody was like, ah, oh, you're crazy, right? This is things, this is how things are. They're always going to be this way. I'm going to stick to my old views of the world. And Noah said, okay, I mean, I'm, whatever you say. So he built the ark. He put all the resource. He put all of his resources uh, on the ark with his family. The flood came, and like everybody got swept up by the flood. Right? And Noah survived, and so did his family, and they repopulated the earth. Right. So that story is a just a perfect analogy of like civilization and how civilization changes. Because what I'm saying is, progress moves. Progress is like a wave, right? Like a rising, I was going to say, like a rising tide, and the tides are always changing, right? And if you don't keep pace with the changing tides, um, you're going to get swept up in the flood. So as a business owner and an investor, I'm all, I'm always looking for managers and of businesses and communities that have arcs that I can store my resources in. That's really what I'm looking for as an investor. I'm like, all right, who's prepared for the flood, which means like who is up to date with progress, Right, and let me place my resources on their arc. So, my estimation for the speed of change and progress over the next decade or so, or the speed of the wave in dollar terms, is eleven percent a year. Right, and I don't want to—I'll spare the details of all my math, but like those pretty solid math from my perspective. Right, but what's more important is how it affects my decision making. I'm not—I'm. I'm not interested in investing any time or money in anything that in any money making activities or assets that are not growing at least at the speed of progress, right? Because uh, if I don't, it's going to get flooded away by inflation, right? And that's where inflation comes 
uh, into being, right? Or loss of purchasing power, right? You're going to lose purchasing power. The um, it it might in the analogy it might be very similar to um, everything that was left on the land. They got flooded, got ate up by the waters of inflation. I right? think of inflation that way. Um, so, but 11% a year is the minimum. So that means I got to earn 11% just to keep my purchasing power, right? As an investor, I want to increase the value of my assets, which means I have to, I have to do better, um, than, uh, than the 11%, uh, hurdle rate. Right. And so again, I mentioned relative purchasing power is different than inflation because when you look at the next decade and this is, I want to explain this because, Sometimes I might accidentally interchange purchasing power with inflation, and you might hear it. But what tech? So we got lots of big shifts. We have the age population of baby boomers, which is the which is a large demographic, and they're spending less. So that puts so that's less spending pressure on the global economy. So that's that's deflationary, not inflationary. Then you have lots of government debt. Right, that's deflationary, not inflationary. And then you got technology lowering the cost of of doing things. That's deflationary, not inflationary. So, so we're going through a huge deflationary period, like bigger than we've ever seen, uh, and it's causing big disruptions for individuals, companies, uh, because change is happening fast. Uh, and so, the difference in purchasing power between two people is is more like. Is more like two different people, you, you know, either on land or on two different arcs moving at different speeds, right? Because if if you think about like the promised name or the or the new world that is being built, right? There's a there's a there's a think of if the new world is New York, right? Think, that might be better. If you're going on your if you're on your arc and you're going to New York early 1900s, right? The early settlers, the people that got to New York first, bought prime real estate in the heart of New York. They bought it, they developed it, and they became the rentier, right? The the wealthy scions of the area because, because they got there first. Now, pause, right? There's plenty for everybody. So if, if everybody stayed up to date with progress, so if everybody got on the ark and came there, we would just equally distribute the land and work it together, and you wouldn't have a wealth gap. But because we all get to go at the pace of change in our own right, right? Meaning you have the free will to stay up in the land and get flooded out, right? Or you have this or you have the opportunity to get on the boat with one manager or a different manager, right? And this manager may get you to the promised land faster, right? So you got the free will to make those decisions, which is why there's a wealth gap. But the wealth gap is not the wealth gap is is only there relative to your um decision to embrace change or not right where where inflation comes into being and and is adding to that number is since the since most people don't process don't keep pace with progress and don't process change fast you get the you get the government that gets involved the government is sort of like 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 i was having a conversation with a with a friend with a friend who uh son was is getting bullied Right. And, and it was, you know, we were talking with the uh, with the mom and I said, hey, um, from mo- both of my boys encountered it uh, because like kids are just sweet, you know, nice kids. They come from a happy household. They're, 
you know, so when you're happy, you're going to get rude people that want to take your joy, right? So like the bullies are going to be attracted to happy people. And I said, so it's going to happen if it's a happy kid, but you got to let them deal with it because if, because if you don't, then it's going to create a problem. And I said, so equip them with, you know, I said, this is now how you do is up to you. I just equipped them with the knowledge to say, hey, this is how you deal with a bully. And, you know, you try to follow the rules. You make them aware that you don't want it. You let the proper authorities know. But they put their hands on you. You deal with it in a way that I'm and, and you deal with it in a way to get their hands off you in a physical way and let daddy deal with the principal. You know what I mean? Because you got to deal with the bully. Now, side note, just that's whether that's right or wrong is that's up, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? But but my point is my point is not how you deal with it. my point is that you teach them to deal with it themselves, right? Because if you don't, it creates a compounding problem in the future where they're they're always going to have different versions of bullies in their life that they don't know how they got to deal with, right? So my point in saying that is uh, well-meaning parents intervene on behalf of their kids to save them, you know, um, um, from from their lack of maturity in the area. Um, and so same thing with government money printing, right? Governments are there for the people. And so when their people don't keep pace with, with progress, governments step in and print money, right? to help provide uh, resources and things to stimulate the economy, to help the people that didn't move forward with progress, right? So it's noble, right? But what ends up happening is it's a compounding effect because it, it would be the equivalent of, of the government trying to build the dam to hold back the flood, right? And it may temporarily help a few people, but if they're still moving slow, they're gonna eventually get swept up because when that dam breaks, the water's coming hard, right? And it's gonna, and that 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 water's gonna be a, a tailwind for the ones that are already on the arc, and it's gonna help them move a whole lot faster, right? And so, I'm saying to say, that's just the nature of what governments and humans are just gonna do. Like we're gonna try to overprotect, right? People who don't mature. And that's fine, and that's noble, right? And I'm all for it. I'm not making a judgment call on that anyway. I'm just I'm just explaining the mechanics of why the inflation is going to come. Um, um, and so, as an investor, you just want to understand it and prepare for it. So, uh, going back to picking the arc, right? So, 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 how do you, you know, how do you pick which arc you put your money on, or which arcs you put your money on, right? Uh, because you got to manage the risk of not making the journey, right? What if what if you pick the wrong arc? <laughs> what if you pick a terribly built arc, right? It it's it's it has the vision. It's going towards the promised land, but how do you know which one is the right one, right? And so, um, I'm gonna, I'm going to say it in a different way. It's one thing to know the speed of change. It's another to know what's the best ship to get to my destination. And so most people. I think what's what's important to think what's important to, to know is first most people think that waves move randomly across the planets. They they kind of just think tides move and it's random. But if you and this is not the, the movement at the core of it, especially when you get into quantum physics, it's just infinite. But I'm going to take it back to just the galaxy, right? Everything moves in our galaxy in relation to the gravity at the center of the black hole of our universe, right? So that black hole, like like the sun is moving like our solar system is moving it's moving around in orbit around that black hole it takes 225 million years to travel around that black hole but like that that 
point of attraction is rotating everything in our in our galaxy, right? So, so our universe is dancing to the rhythm of that point of attraction, right? And so, um, same with value, right? Some believe value is randomly attracted by luck or privilege, not true value. Can value be stolen? Yeah, pirates can steal ships with gold on it, right? But I'm talking about the creator of value, right? It's always attracted to the same thing, right? And so, uh, in 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 the in the short term, it looks random, but when you zoom out, it's the same pattern, right? Just like you zoom out the when you zoom out the galaxy, and you say, "Oh, this is a pattern, right? These weather patterns and everything is just a pattern." We're looking at a snapshot in time of our, you know, infinite in, or finite existence, right? Because two hundred twenty-five million relative to like our under our data of how mankind's been on the Earth is like infinitesimal be small we don't know shit basically you know what i'm saying like we're guessing um but but when you understand the pattern right you can kind of tell the evolution so value is progress and value is attracted to optimism right this has been the case throughout space and time of every human civilization right and so if you think of gravity as sort of a frequency and a frequency as sort of an emotion Right then, it becomes easy to translate the idea that we use for uh, that we can use for investing. Right, meaning just find the emotion that attracts value, right, which is optimism, <laughs> and then you understand the pattern, right? Because like you can pause right here and you can go research every great civilization, right? Egypt, Mesopotamia, the Ottoman Empire, right, America, Britain, and and the flow of evolution flowed towards more and more distributed optimism. Every time. Every time. More and more distributed optimism. And so, so you go, all right, where's the, you know, where's the promised land moving towards? Well, where's the most optimism? You know, and we'll and we'll get into the opportunities. But investing is 10% math, 90% feeling for progress, right? It feels like disciplined optimism. So think about Henry Ford. Right. Think about study John D. Rockefeller, study Warren Buffett, study Steve Jobs, study Jay-Z, study Jeff Bezos, study Madam C.J. Walker, study Elon Musk. Right. That's I told you about societies. Now study individuals. It follows the same pattern. Right. And so there's opportunities that feel like progress or discipline optimism in today's marketplace are public blockchains. What is that? Progress and money. Right, taking the hand, taking the power out of a few central banks and putting into the hands of the people for for money, right? Gene sequencing, right? Progress in healing, right? Uh, which, which that is that is taking all the knowledge that is like because right now you got to rely on the medical community to analyze your health data and give you their interpretation of it. You don't have to with gene sequencing anymore, right? With putting AI in place, you're able to AI can interpret the data better than better than humans, right? And and not, I'm not saying you're gonna like do away with doctors, but I'm saying is is very is very similar. All these themes are very similar to like media, right? Like go back two decades before we had social media, we had to take the information the big four media companies told us was the information we needed. Right. Fast forward to today, there's a billion media companies, right? And we can niche down and follow whichever ones we align with from our perspective, right? It's a distributed perspective, 
right? And 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 so and now you have wealth and empires being built on the back of social media, uh, um, and it distributed the the wealth. So going again, um, and it, anyway, so gene sequencing, progress and healing, robotics, progress in making things, right? Energy storage, progress in energy, right? And each of these I can talk about for a whole podcast episode, but AI. That's you know that's progress in everything because it's the engine that powers all of the above, and so um, the ones I'm most excited about AI, energy, and public blockchains or money, right? Those those are going to be huge distributors of like wealth and power throughout society for those that embrace it. But here's the deal: like, not everybody wants to go to the promised land. Because they don't believe it's the promised land. They're like, what I got is good here. I'm going to go ahead and just stay here. You know, cool. All right, that's on you. But I saw a post. Um, I don't know, it, was on, it was on threads. And it was like this lady or dude. It doesn't really matter what they were. Um, but it like put it like put Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, a couple other billionaires net worth a decade ago versus their net worth today. And it was like huge. And then they put like the the income growth rate of the average you know, American, which was like 1% a year. And then they go, the, the, the theme was tax the rich. And I was like, like if you just do the math on that, that's not going to do anything, right? That would, do, that would do nothing because the problem is not the rich. The problem is like the wealth gap is because there's very few people that went into those industries that are cutting edge, right? Like, like those people said, those people were Noah. And they were like, hey, like, um, there's a flood coming, right? And we're going to build arcs, and we're going to carry our teams, our investors uh, across the ark. And when we go over to the promised land, we're going to be fabulously rich. And those of you that stay on this side of it are going to, like, not. And and so then to get mad at Noah <laughs> for building the ark and going to the promised land, and you got flooded out, that doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it in that context. Now, you can say, I didn't have the knowledge. Right. I didn't know. And that's cool. But like blaming them for knowing doesn't do anything, especially if you listen to this, because now, you know, in a decade, you can't be upset when you say nobody ever told me. No, like Noah, <laughs> Noah is telling you the spirit of Noah is telling you, you know, through me. Right. Like the flood is coming and you better be on the ark, because if you if you're not, you're not going to have privileges as an American. Like, you don't when you got. People in Africa, people in South America, people in Central America that are embracing blockchain, that are embracing AI, right? Like when you when you do the math and you say, all right, these American coders, they got these amazing salaries for coding, right? Now you have AI that can code at half the time, makes it super easy. Um, like you, you think corporations are going to hire American coders when I can go hire Indian coders or African coders that cost a whole lot less in dollar terms, but they can give me a better output, right? I mean, that's happening, right? When they're getting involved in blockchain and understanding it better than Americans, you think you're going to be able to hold your privilege because you're American? That's that's not working anymore, right? Um, you're you're going to have to ride the wave of progress if you want to maintain your purchasing power. There's There's no... Like military is not going to protect that privilege anymore. The dollar is not going to protect that privilege anymore, right? It's going to be a co-cooperative world, right? A distributed world of 
wealth and power, which is what we want, right? I don't understand people will w- w- want to rest on privilege, right? That's never worked ever in the history of time, right? As an African-American, you know, you look at the civil war that was fought over a group of people in the South that wanted to main their, maintain their aristotic privilege, you know, that they inherited from the old world. And that just wasn't, it wasn't going to rock in America, right? That was not going to happen here anymore. Like we were in the industrial revolution, right? You needed to be on board or you needed to like get your wealth and power inflated away, right? And that's what happened. Like, don't be on the wrong side of progress. It's a terrible place to be historically. And from my perspective will always be because that's the way the universe moves. Hope this helps until tomorrow. Enjoy yourself. Killed it. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.